0: do you get off on weird stuff monsters Halloween horror you've heard of word porn car porn and earth porn now prepare yourself for monster porn this can't be a good idea weird fiction and horror podcast created by the backwards hat guy Matt Cummins why is it raining blood in my house Puggles The abomination trapped in the body of an adorable teacup piggy. You have
1: the best fucking funerals, bro.
0: And me, lead occultist Brett Norwood. Today's story is Aliens Exist, the UFO Conspiracy, or Miracles Without Dogma. Welcome, esteemed colleagues, to the annual extremely secret clandestine assembly of world conspiracy theorists. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Ike
1: and Mr. Jones. It's great to be here, one missing for the world which is run by interdimensional pedophiles! You mean lizard people. Human, animal, chimera are coming! And 5G.
0: Yes, yes, I have summoned you here that we conspiracy theorists can continue to theorize our conspiracy to keep the lizard people down and continue our clandestine domination of the globe.
1: That's great Brett, but I need you to see my latest piece of investigative journalism on my award-winning alternative news show, Fact Battles.
0: Oh, Mr. Jones, we're here to conspire, theoretically.
1: Yeah! Watch this! Here we go! Check it out! Roll tape! Go! (laughs) Ha! Welcome to Fact Battles with Bill Hicks! I mean Alex Jones. I am Bill Hicks. I mean Brett Norwood. Today on Fact Battles, your alternative news source for the alternative planes, we take our questions right to the top. Tell me, Mr. God, is it true that you and your son are conspiring to take back the globe from the banksters on some secret future date?
0: My child. What?
1: But if you don't mind my asking, God, Fact Battles losers want to know the truth. God bless them. You bless them. Why would you put the mercury in the vaccines?
0: Love God and your neighbor as yourself. That is all I wanted to
1: say. Yeah, yeah! But where were you when they sank the Lusitania? What do you have to say about the MKUltra experiments when they snorted banana peel and saw your ineffable face? We girl had sell silver spoons? Did the spoon bend or do we bend around them? Do the space salamanders worship Satan? Ritual satanic abuse. It's a real problem in Hollywood in my basement. It's Trump a cat person. Chemicals in the water supply. San Francisco. Are they making people into mutant amphibians? Monsanto. They're turning the gays frogs. Love God and your neighbor as yourself. This is- BAM! How about that clip? Did God just admit knowledge of what the machine elves are doing in Hollywood? Did Operation Paperclip import the Frills Society into the United States Military Industrial Complex? I know how to do math! Salamanders! Frogs! Gay! Boom! I want you to choke me out! What? You heard me! Come on, choke me out!
0: What? Why, Alex Jones?
1: Why? Just do it! Do it! Come on! Choke me out, you pussy! I don't see why- Do it! Choke me out! Do for Harambe! Do for the kids he molested before he ran for office. Harambe? Choke me out. We're both men here. Prove it. If I get an asphyxiation erection, it's no homo. Just do it.
0: But why?
1: It's the only way I can stop talking for the commercial break. Operation Northwoods. CIA for Men's Regime Change of Venezuela. Our 9 is making us all in the feminine The sky's coming, can change my mind?
0: <sighs> and now for a word from our sponsors. When I had Sheriff Daly run the plates for me, under the table, I found it had been a rental car. Not surprising. Sinatra, not his real name, showed up with a handkerchief over his face and shades. But when he rolled down the window, I saw the vague resemblance that had earned him the alias. I had waited by the payphone at the stop for nearly two hours in the middle of a Sunday in April for this meeting. I would have waited two years.
2: There were crashes, he told me. That was the first claim that shot a chill through my blood. There had been whispers, but nothing definite. Three or four of them, Sinatra crooned. Two of them in the southwest. The Air Force has recovered materials, and they've mummed it up tight. One of them even ran in the press, briefly. But they sat on it quick. If the papers had it, we'd all know,
0: I said playing the skeptic that my reputation, if this meeting ever got out, required. Sinatra grinned, pulling his kerchief tight across his cheeks. Dig, he told me, with the gravity of marching orders.
2: You might find it on microfilm. Which rag? He hesitated. Why would he hesitate with public information that he supposedly wanted me to find? Small town, New Mexico.
0: Roswell, Daily Record, July, 1947. There's a base nearby, you'll find that of interest. I took the note down as quickly as I could and then looked him in the
2: eye. Never heard of it, have you? He went on. Those Air Force
0: lackeys at Blue Book have access to it and could make it their stark case, but they don't. Nobody looking into this has heard of it since that paper ran 15 years ago. Wonder why?
2: I didn't say anything. This is what I really wanted to tell you, Trumbull.
0: We looked into this, not knowing it was already being looked into higher up. Then he paused and thought, and what he said next seemed to change the
2: subject, and I didn't understand the relevance. 1938. War of the Worlds. Remember that? They put that science fiction junk on the radio, and half the country mistook it for a news bulletin. Madness ensued for an evening. It was even Halloween time and folks didn't catch on. It was entertainment. Yeah, so what? I said, displeased that
0: he had seemingly led me away from the hot information he was sitting on. Are you telling me they went mum on the crashes to prevent another panic like the War of the Worlds incident? As much time as they spend telling you to fear the Ruskies and the bomb,
2: do you think they give two shits about soothing your fear? He said. He took his time again. No. No, they don't. They hushed the New Mexico thing, not because it was a terror, but because it was a
0: terror outside their control. They were occupants. He said the last part quickly, and again it felt like a non-sequitur, but this time one that sent chills. He waited, apparently, for my reaction. I tried
2: not to give him anything. There were occupants. He repeated as if trying again to get a reaction. They were like children. Like ugly, sickly children, I'm told. My mind was reeling. This was insane. But I tried my best to keep my composure. The problem was, Trumbull. When the mortician looked at him, they were too like children, do you understand? Again, he waited for me. What do you mean? I pried. Remember the broadcast. We weren't the only agency in the world interested in the effect it had. He gave me a meaningful look, but I wasn't quite reading the meaning. They made them. Crashed them on our soil for us to find. The Soviets, Trumble. Do you understand? They kept alive the Nazi experiments. The human experiments. They could do surgery. Grotesque things, Trumbull. To make monsters.
0: And that's what they did. They made little monsters and crashed them over here. They wanted to make the war of the worlds even more real for Americans see if they could sow the seeds of a madness that would eat our country alive. We almost bought it. The story began to break.
2: USAF captures flying disc. But then the more we looked, the more we saw. And we saw what was going on, and we sat on it. Prevented it from having the effect the Soviets wanted. I stared across the
0: parking lot at the highway heading out of town. This was big, but it didn't explain everything. Even if it was true, and I wasn't sure. Again, because it couldn't explain everything. It couldn't explain what I didn't tell Sinatra or anybody in those days. It couldn't explain the disc that I saw, or the discs that so many others, and not only Americans, but others around the world had seen, even if that crash, which I had never heard of, had happened and was a red stunt. The last thing he said made me
2: trust him even less. He told me, if you want to understand it, read up on the ancients. Read Plato the Republic. That way you'll know what's happening when they come. You won't be bamboozled. When they come, I echoed. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. He had just told me the whole
0: thing was a Russian psych-out, so what did a Greek philosopher have to do with it? When I got home, there was a bake light with casserole in it waiting for me. Maria had already gone upstairs to lie down. I undid my tie and sat at the table alone. The dining room was lit by a single yellow lamp and looked strange. Everything started looking strange when you let your mind go down these routes. Even your own damned dining room. Because you knew beyond the wallpaper and stucco and the darkness outside the curtains. This stuff was going on. I no longer had any doubt about that. How could I when I had seen them? Or seen something? I wish Maria had been with me. She didn't understand. She understood even less this new obsession I had with them, which I tried to keep under the rug as much as possible, but you can't really hide anything from your spouse, can you? I kind of stumbled in the door that morning, I'm sure, blurted out some words about seeing it in the rearview mirror. I'm sure it wasn't making sense, but I tried to convey what it had been like when I finally pulled over at the park and got out and I saw it, just sitting over the Woolworths, like the edge of a nickel, a silver beam surrounded by some sort of corona of fire. I know someone else saw it in the park, and now I wished I'd taken down the man's name. We watched it for almost ten minutes before it simply faded away. It was the most uncanny thing. I'd never taken them seriously before, obviously, the saucers. And Maria was worried it was going to hurt my work. That was the first thing she thought to say after the uncomprehending wow. I don't think it was that she didn't believe me. She just didn't understand. She didn't understand how strange it was. She tried to tell me I'd seen a million things. A plane, a helicopter, a sandhill crane, a sun dog, a balloon. She even suggested I might have mistaken the moon by daylight as something unusual. And I tried not to feel insulted. There was clearly none of those things. I wasn't saying it was Martians. Or even that it was Russians. I was saying I didn't know what it was. And now I needed to know. Some people were saying it was all a bunch of new-age nonsense, like a cult, this UFO thing. A bunch of hysteria and people who want to believe in fantasy torn from the pages of children's pulp magazines. But I could counter them. Show me a fanatical cult that has no dogma. Because this saucer thing is all miracle and no dogma. We all see the signs of it, but we have no idea what to believe about it. It's the exact opposite. My setting had been my Paul-on-the-road-of-damascus moment. I can neither deny nor forget what I saw. The next week, I found an unmarked envelope in my mailbox with my mail. It contained microfilm of the Roswell paper and a note on a scrap of paper that said, Don't trust in magic. I didn't know the significance about magic being spelled with a J. It was Sinatra, of course, and again I wondered, if he really wanted me to have the facts he was leaking. Why did he play games? The piece in the Daily Record was a bombshell. Whether it was true or false, it was a bombshell. Just the fact that the sensational story had died was something amazing. The USAF out of the 509th had recovered wreckage off of a ranch 30 miles out of town. They ran a picture of a guy posing with the wreckage. I couldn't believe my eyes. How is this not Blue Book's smoking gun?
2: What happened to it? There had been a paperclip on the paper, but it was a single sheet. I had turned it over to make sure.
0: It was, and I didn't get it unless the point of the paperclip was to make me pay attention to the back. Because on the back, some numbers were scribbled. 37.276 negative 115.799 Latitude and longitude. It also gave a date and a time, which represented the next Saturday at about 3 a.m. My heart sank into my shoes. I pulled over on the highway about an hour early and sat in my car. I didn't know whether I was supposed to be waiting for lights on the highway or lights in the... Well, I had my dad's old handgun in the passenger seat. It was dead quiet for an hour, and I almost fell asleep when around 40 minutes had elapsed. As the time approached, I took the gun and got out of the car to stretch my legs and wake up a bit. I paced up and down the shoulder. It felt uncomfortable holding that handgun. I hadn't shot the thing since I was 12, and I found myself triple-checking the safety. The sky was clear and dark. You could see the stars quite well, and a waning gibbous moon in the west. You could barely pick out the hills against the skyline. There was nothing unusual about the sky. I climbed back into the car and waited. Another 45 minutes or so crawled by. I wasn't in danger of falling asleep anymore. I was getting nervous. I was also running out of patience. I was telling myself this had been a bad idea. It was stupid to chase a lead out here in the wee morning hours. Maria would think I was having an affair if she didn't know the more embarrassing truth already. For a while, I let my hand sit on the keys in the ignition.
2: I was about to crank it, but was still scanning the sky, too. That's when I saw it. It looked like a sliver of a yellowed crescent moon, but it wasn't the moon. The moon was where it should have been. This
0: started out high over the hills, bearing north and far away. I started the engine so I could pace it, because it seemed to be going roughly parallel to the road. As I accelerated on the highway, I lost it behind the hills for a moment. But it returned, and I watched with absolute incredulity, as this light in the sky made the most nonsensical maneuver. It started going through the sky in a stair-step motion. It would lurch slightly forward, tip on its side, travel straight up, level out, and repeat. Not only could no aircraft travel like that, no aircraft would want to travel like that. I couldn't think of any purpose to it. It stopped over a bluff and scintillated like a star. It stayed there long enough that I began to question whether I had been delusionally chasing a star for the last 15 minutes. As I slowed and squinted at it, I had the sense that it was spinning. That was the twinkling
2: effect. Then it got larger. With horror, I realized
0: it was approaching. My heart sank through the floorboards. It was coming right at me as if... as if for me! My head spun as I went from being the watcher to the watched, and I hit the gas. My God, it was huge like a passenger jet. All I could see was a nebulous white haze punctuated by brighter patches like windows or portholes, illuminated from within. Before I knew it, it must have been over me or behind me, I couldn't see it anymore, but the road and country outside of my headlights had gotten brighter. My head pounded, and I started to hear a tinny ping coming from the back of my Lincoln. The engine died. The dashlights flickered and failed as the engine shut off. It didn't choke, it was like someone deliberately killed it. I rolled to a stop on the shoulder, bathed in foggy light. I gripped the gun at my chest, panting. I was up the goddamn creek now, whatever this was. It had me like prey. The lighting shifted and I looked up out of the passenger's window. And it was there over the desert, about a hundred feet off. Just far enough and low enough for me to see most of it. It was long and looked like the edge of one of those tins they store motion picture film in. But the whole thing was lit up, and the whole front end of it was covered in windows. It made no sense. There was almost no structure to it. But it was almost all windows except for two stupid-looking batwing projections on each end, which flashed with a red strobe on each tip. I could see into the craft. It was all faint white and soft edges. It seemed empty at first until movement caught my eye on the right side. Deep inside the ship, I caught what looked like just the very crown of a bald head moving, belonging to a body below the frame of the window. That's when the captain stood up. I call him the captain, but I don't know if that's quite right. It was like he had been crouching below the window in the middle of the ship, but now he straightened up, a small man in a black uniform, a bald head with a hat on, wraith-like skinny, pale skin, dark eyes. I knew he was looking right at me. I scrambled from the car with the pistol and leveled it at the ship over the roof. I was shaking so bad I had to rest my arms on the roof to hold onto it at all. They're extraterrestrials, I muttered. Extraterrestrials exist. The craft undertook another uncanny maneuver. It lowered itself toward the desert floor like a falling leaf, gently fluttering side to side. The occupants within, now about... Four were visible, and they all looked alike. We were not jostled by the motion. Didn't even appear to hold on to anything. When it came to rest, light poured out onto the ground, and three men appeared
2: in it, small and skinny, silhouetted, their outlines glistening.
0: My heart was pounding as I wondered whether I should shoot. I tried to shout that I was armed and to ask who they were, but I found I couldn't. Shit, I tried to shoot, and I found that I couldn't move my finger. I tried to run, and I found that I couldn't do anything. They came and got me, taking their time. I couldn't turn my head to see them. I just had this unsettling sense of them from my peripheral vision. That they
2: weren't men. They were gray and stick-like.
0: Two of them could move me. Again, this didn't make any sense. Such small things picking up a grown man like it was nothing. The tips of my shoes drug over the rocks and sand as they
2: held me by my locked-up arms. It smelled like matches inside the craft. It was all white. There couldn't be found a seam between floor and wall or floor and console. It's odd that I don't remember getting naked. I didn't remember much until later, until the
0: nightmares. And I can't be 100% sure what was a nightmare and what truly happened. The shrink who's been doing the hypnosis prefers to think it was all a nightmare, of course. I found myself on the table. Something like a clear plastic suction cup hung on a tube over my middle section. Hands were touching me. That's when I finally saw one's face up close. The one I called the doctor pulled his face down to mine. Just off the left side. Big, black, bug-like eyes staring through me. Set in a bulging cranium of grayish skin that showed no pores. Bare hint of a nose. The faint-lipped mouth hung open really larger than the edge of a
2: half dollar. A hand grabbed the plastic cup and pulled it over my crotch. I dared to search the doctor's eyes. They were
0: black, like sunglasses, and oversized. But somewhere deep behind whatever those tinted lenses might be, I thought I saw something else that made the world spin around me, coming in and out of focus with remembrance of what Sinatra said but it was impossible with the miracles I'd seen. I think I saw pupils and irises of eyes that were terribly human.
1: We're back, yeah! I'm your host, Joe Rogan. I mean Alex Jones, certainly not Bill Hicks, and with me here? Is- Mr. Jones,
0: this isn't your show. This is monster porn. Oh, I fancy monster porn. We were trying to hold our secret council of conspiracy theorists and-
1: That's right, Brad! But what do you think about them soy waffles you ate for breakfast that are turning you and your family into women?
0: Sweet crispies. It's alright, turn my
1: wife into a woman. Yes,
0: Ike, your wife is a woman. How
1: do those penny waffles taste? Do you want to know what a real man eats?
0: I cannot tell whether it's him talking or the 5G nuking my final brain cells.
1: Real men drink man milk. The new testosterone supplement from Fat Battles Nutrition Store. Designed by leading scientists like myself. It's all natural. I made it myself this morning. 100% handmade if you get my meaning. Man milk is great for the women you tolerate in your life as well. Fantastic for the complexion. i bathe in it nightly with candles and shearing and just look at my paws. Look at them. Choke me out. Choke me out, Brett.
0: Uh, yes, Mr. Uh, Jones. Uh, uh, that's right. Sleepy buys. here we go.
1: Ha, I'm back. Damn it. Muscle Pump Podcast is a production of Fact Battles. Today's story was aliens exist, the new the UFO conspiracy. Waffles and glory conspirators, the truth is out there. Yeah.
0: Hey, Monster Baiters. thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode of Monster Porn, please make sure that you're subscribed and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show keep going, and we love all of our Monster Baiters for their support. Apple Podcasts user Christobot left five stars and says, Pastress, Pastress, Pastress. We love her. We want more. Well, thank you, Kristabot, and you will definitely be getting more Pastress. Feedback like this is great because it helps us know what you want to hear, and now I'll be putting the next installment of Pastress on the front burner. Lastly, masturbators, be sure to drop your email address at our website to receive our forthcoming digital magazine format, featuring both new and classic content from Matt and myself. It's looking to be a lot of fun, and we hope you enjoy getting your monster porn in another way. That's it! Until the shark angels come, stay weird, and Godspeed, Strange Cowboy.
1: great, Brad, but I need you to see my latest piece of investigative journalism. I'm my award-winning world Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> ha! Welcome to Fact Battles with Bill Hicks! I mean Alex Jones! I am Bill Hicks, I mean Brett Norwood! Today I'm Fact Battles, you're all- Nah.
0: <laughs>
1: Boom! How about that clip? Did God just admit knowledge of the- <laughs> Damn it, Alex Jones.
0: I think my throat is literally bleeding right now. Hey, monster baiters. Boy, I didn't make it very far into that speech today.